Isaiah chapter 24, verse 1. Lo, Jehovah is emptying the land, and is making it waste, and hath overturned it on its face, and hath scattered its inhabitants. This chapter talks about the judgment of the Lord, and how he actually takes out whole nations, whole cities, and he changes the landscape in his judgment. He even changes the climate in his judgment. He can make a land that was green turn into a desert, or make a land that was dry have rivers and lakes. 2. And it hath been as a people, so a priest, as the servant, so his master, as the maidservant, so her mistress, as the buyer, so the seller, as the lender, so the borrower, as the usserer, he who is lifting it on himself. The Lord makes everybody equals. He can bring a high person low and a low person high in his judgment. He can make the priest equal to the people, or the servant equal to the master, or the bank equal to the people who take out loans. 3. Utterly emptied is the land, and utterly spoiled, for Jehovah hath spoken this word. Isaiah saw Israel under judgment in his visions, and he also saw other nations under judgment. He's talking about a future spoiled land. 4. Mourned, faded hath the land, languished, faded hath the world, languished have they, the high place of the people of the land. People go into mourning when they receive judgment from the Lord, because they're hungry, they're lost, they don't have a home anymore. Many people are in judgment today through wars, famines, and other tribulations. All the Lord wants is for us to repent and follow Him instead of all of our false gods. 5. And the land hath been defiled under its inhabitants, because they have transgressed laws, they have changed a statute, they have made void a covenant age during. In Western nations and in other nations as well, we are doing that today. We are changing statutes. We've turned marriage into a farce. You can marry a computer if you want, or you can marry your pet dog, or somebody of the same sex. We have made void covenants that the Lord established for all of the world. Scientists are trying to mingle genetics between humans and animals and plants. And we have violated his laws through abortion and many other sins and perversions. 6. Therefore a curse hath consumed the land, and the inhabitants in it are become desolate. Therefore consumed have been inhabitants of the land, and men have been left. Because of our sin, our food is polluted, our economies are crashing, our air and water is polluted, and people are dying of new diseases that didn't exist in the past. 7. Mourned hath the new wine, languished the vine, sighed have all the joyful of heart. Even the things that we create for our comfort and pleasure don't comfort us anymore. 8. Ceased hath the joy of tabrets, ceased hath the noise of exulting ones, ceased hath the joy of a harp. In a land that's desolate because of war and destruction, people don't have a song to sing anymore. 9. With a song they drink not wine, 
Bitter is strong drink to those drinking it. They won't even be comforted by getting drunk. And the Lord will make the grapes of their wine bitter. 10. It was broken down, a city of emptiness. Shut hath been every house from entrance. There's ghost towns in the places that the Lord destroys. This vision can apply to any time and place where the Lord has given judgment on a land. 11. A cry over the wine is in out places. Darkened hath been all joy. Removed hath been the joy of the land. He keeps saying that the wine is no good. And wine represents the blood of Jesus Christ. His blood doesn't cover us when we're in unrepentant sin. Contrary to many church teachings, we have to repent. This can be a metaphor for the blood of Christ not applying to the unrepentant. 12. Left in the city is desolation, and with wasting is the gate smitten. The gate of the city is broken down, and the city is empty. 13. When thus it is in the heart of the land, in the midst of the peoples, as the compassing of the olive, as gleanings when harvest hath been finished. Isaiah is talking about how the people of the Lord can still rejoice in the midst of his judgment, just as if it's harvest time and they're celebrating a great harvest when they harvest the olives and the wheat. So this is a metaphor. 14. They, they lift up their voice. They sing of the excellency of Jehovah. They have cried aloud from the sea. Sea can represent a nation because there are many waters and a nation has many people. Isaiah is saying, out of a desolate nation, the people of the Lord who follow him and obey him can still rejoice as if they are harvesting food. The word of God is our food. That's why Jesus said he is the bread of life. And he told Satan that man will not eat bread alone, but every word that comes out of the Lord's mouth. We are in harvest time whenever we are consuming his word, which means we're listening to it and we're obeying. 15. Therefore in prosperity honor ye Jehovah in isles of the sea, the name of Jehovah, God of Israel. I'm not sure if this is another allusion to Babylon, because in the last chapter, Babylon was called a sea because it had a lot of little lakes. It looked like a sea with islands. This could be saying that in Babylon, there will be children of God who were captured, but then when Babylon is destroyed, they will rejoice. 16. From the skirt of the earth ye heard songs the desire of the righteous, and I say, leanness is to me, leanness is to me, woe is to me, treacherous dealers dealt treacherously, yea, treachery, treacherous dealers dealt treacherously. It says, even when people are starving, the people of God will sing a song, and they will sing a song about how treacherous the sinners were with them and with the Lord. 17. Fear and a snare and a jinn are on thee, O inhabitant of the land. A snare and a jinn means a trap, like when you trap an animal. But this verse is talking about people being trapped, trapped in their sin, and trapped in judgment because they won't repent. 18. And it hath come to pass, 
He who is fleeing from the noise of the fear doth fall into the snare, and he who is coming up from the midst of the snare is captured by the jinn. For windows on high have been opened, and shaken our foundations of the land. This means that nobody will be able to escape the judgment of God when it finally comes. If you try to run from God, you will fall into a snare, which is a net. And if you escape the snare, then you'll be captured in a trap, which is a jinn. Nobody who practices sin will really escape. 19. Utterly broken down hath been the land. Utterly broken hath been the land. Utterly moved hath been the land. This is a land that you can't live off of. It's completely desolate. You can't build a home there. The Lord will make the land totally uninhabitable. 20. Stagger greatly doth the land as a drunkard, and it hath been moved as a lodge, and heavy on it hath been its transgressions, and it hath fallen, and addeth not to rise. Just like a drunk man who falls down and can't get up, it will never revive again, and the land that the Lord destroys will be uninhabitable just as if you picked up a house and moved it. Nobody will be able to live there again. This actually happened to the great city of Babylon. It's in Iraq, and it is so desolate that nothing lives there but wild animals. No people have lived there ever since God destroyed that city. These hundreds and hundreds of years. So when the Lord destroys something, He really destroys it. 21. And it hath come to pass, in that day, Jehovah layeth a charge on the host of the high place, in the high place, and on the kings of the land, on the land. The Lord will judge those in high positions. 22. And they have been gathered, a gathering of bound ones in a pit, and shut up they have been in a prison, and after a multitude of days are inspected. This is also talking about what Revelation talks about which is that God will put practicing sinners who refuse to repent. He will put them in hell when they die, and they will be gathered in the pit in chains. But then the day of inspection is the great white throne of judgment, and he will bring them up again, and they will go to court before his throne, and they will be judged, and then they'll go right back to that prison, that eternal hell forever. We see Isaiah chapter 24 confirming what is in the book of Revelation, that there's only one judgment day, and the whole world will participate in it all at once. But those who were already in hell will come up for judgment, but then they'll get sent right back. They won't escape eternal hell. They'll just have a one-day reprieve when they stand for judgment. It's like if you get arrested and put in jail and you're not allowed bail, and you wait for your trial, and then you go before the judge, and he passes judgment and sends you right back to prison, because you still haven't fulfilled your time. But in God's judgment, there will be no bail, so there's no way out once you go to hell. And then after you come to his throne for judgment, whatever he judges is going to be eternal. So you'll never complete your time. You'll go back to the prison of hell and you'll stay there forever. 23. And confounded hath been the moon, and ashamed hath been the sun. For reigned hath Jehovah of hosts, 
in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem and over against his elders, honor. The sun, the moon, and the stars were created for planet Earth. They were not created for heaven. Heaven doesn't need any luminaries because the light comes from Jesus himself and lights all of heaven. That's what Revelation tells us, and here Isaiah is confirming it. This chapter 24 is extremely prophetic about the end of the world and the beginning of eternity. In heaven, all the light will come from Jesus, and there is no sun, moon, or stars. And that's what Isaiah is talking about. To all the witches who've spent their entire lives worshiping the moon, sun, and stars, they're going to be in hell forever if they don't repent, and their sun, moon, and stars will be extinguished forever. And that concludes Isaiah chapter 24.